This is an interesting article from the Boston Globe written by Billy Baker. Very interesting. He says, The biggest threat facing middle-aged men isn't smoking or obesity. It's loneliness. So let's start with the moment I realized I was already a loser. <laughs> well, that's already captivated me. Which was just after I was more or less told that I was destined to become one. I'd been summoned to an editor's office for a story idea, and here was the pitch. We want you to write about how middle-aged men have no friends. Excuse me? I have plenty of friends. Are you calling me a loser? The editor told me there was all sorts of evidence out there about how men, as they age, let their close friendships lapse, and that fact can cause all sorts of problems and have a terrible impact on their health. I told the editor I'd think about it. Clearly, he wrote the story because I'm reading it to you now. As I walked back to my desk in the newsroom, a distance of maybe 100 yards, I quickly took stock of my life to try to prove to myself that I was not, in fact, perfect for this story. First of all, there was my buddy Mark. We went to high school together, and I still talk to him all the time, and we hang out uh Wait a minute. How often do we actually hang out? Four, maybe five times a year? Then there's my other best friend from high school, Rory. And I genuinely could not remember the last time I'd seen Rory. Was it already a year? I don't know. There were all those other good friends who feel as if they're still in my life because we keep tabs on one another via social media. But as I ran down the list of those I'd considered real, true, lifelong friends, I realized it had been years since I'd seen many of them, even decades, for a few and by the time I got back to my desk, I realized I was indeed perfect for this story. Not because I was weird, but because my story is very typical. And as I looked into what that means, I realized that in the long term, I was heading down a path that was very, very dangerous. Vivek Murthy, the Surgeon General of the United States, has said many times in recent years, the most prevalent health issue in the country isn't cancer, it's not heart disease or obesity, it's isolation. Now, at this point, he goes on to talk about how he spends all of his time working, thinking about work, going to and leaving work, and then his family, his wife and two kids, and he's left no time for himself or friends whatsoever. Dr. Richard Schwartz, a Cambridge psychiatrist, says beginning in the 80s, study after study started showing that those who were more socially isolated were much more likely to die during a given period than their socially connected neighbors even after you correct for age, gender, and lifestyle choices like exercise and eating right. Loneliness has been linked to an increased risk of cardiovascular disease and stroke and the progression of Alzheimer's. And one study found it can be as much of a long-term risk as smoking. Loneliness. The research doesn't get any rosier from there. <laughs> In 2015, a huge study out of Brigham Young using data from 3.5 million people collected over 35 years, found that those who fall into the categories of loneliness, isolation, or even simply living on their own see their risk of premature death rise 26 to 32%. Admitting you're lonely feels very much like admitting you're a loser. Psychiatry has worked hard to destigmatize things like depression and to a large part it's been successful. People are comfortable now saying they're depressed, but they're not comfortable saying they're lonely because now you're the, the kid sitting alone in the cafeteria. So with indignation, 
He said in the article, I'm not that kid. I'm gregarious. I have family around me all the time, or I'm around friends at work or elsewhere. I comment on their Facebook posts. They comment on mine. My wife and I also have other couples we like and see often. It's easy to fall into the trap of believing that's good enough. And for many men it is, at least until their spouse gets the friends in the divorce. The article continues. It's on my Facebook page if you want to read the whole thing. Is this you? Is this me? What do we do? Do we call somebody we haven't seen in months or years out of the blue and try to make a date to hang out? Do we join a curling team in the winter and a softball team in the summer just randomly? This is the thing. At middle age, haven't we pretty much made our friends? It's our fault if we don't keep those relationships up. Can we rekindle them or is it possible to start new ones? Do they happen by accident or do you have to force them? Conversation for another time because behind the glass, Jerry, my buddy, is giving me the universal hand signal for wrap it up. And so I shall. What are you doing tonight, Jerry? Want to go for a beer? 